1: welcome to a late night Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host Shelby Shear here with
0: Jason uh,
1: Darula. Oh wait, no. Shear.
0: <laughs> I had to think about my last name. I'm I'm tired, but you know what?
1: We're no, here. No, that's it. No, I'm just Arizona tired. Arizona One. <laughs> we, we're doing this late because we stayed up and we watched the fascinating, riveting, riveting. Magical. Riveting UCLA versus USC game uh, to find out who Arizona was But I will say,
0: we just turned on the Mountain West Championship, and And there was a guy wearing a San Jose State jacket, a duck head, and a baguette pillow.
1: They keep showing him on TV, and And I really want this baguette pillow.
0: It is actually more entertaining than the USC-UCLA game was at any point. Yes. USC's bad. Um, I don't want to get too much into that game, but I'm really curious where USC is seated because their resume is not good. They could wind up being an eight seed. Thank you.
1: And that's wrap. Good night, guys. That's our whole podcast. Thank you. Um, just kidding. We're gonna get right into it. How did Justin Kyer and the team as a whole look tonight without Kirk Kresa? Uh,
0: you know, Justin Kyer and Kirk Kresa are very different point guards. Kyer is much more of a downhill type of guy. He's not going to shoot as many threes as Kirk. Most. Players won't shoot as many threes as Kerr, um, and just a very different player. Uh, I think the thing that impressed me the most is I I had said in the podcast last night that sometimes the offense stops a little more with Kyrie in the game. Uh, That clearly was not the case against Colorado. Arizona shot 52% from the field. Yeah, shot 40% in the second half, but a lot of that was just ugly. You know, teams stepped up. Uh, They went to the line 25 times. Uh, they turned the ball over a bit too much, eighteen times, and I felt like a lot of that was um, a lot of that was because it felt like uh, guys were trying to do too much to make up for for Kreese's absence. They had nine in both halves. Some of them were stupid. There were a couple bad offensive fouls that the refs called, but I mean overall they won by ten, so it's hard to complain. And I thought Kyer looked mature. Uh, only turned the ball over two times, took mostly good shots. Actually, him and Umar led uh, the game in free throw attempts. Kyra was 6 of 6 from the line. So, yeah, I mean, no complaints. And over the long term, uh, is he a better option than Kirk Reza? No. But is he a guy where, you know, you say to yourself, hey, maybe it's not the end of the world if Kirk Risa misses
1: a couple, games. a couple
0: games? Yeah, I mean, that's he, he he's fine in that role. It's not the end of the world. If Kirk Creason misses a couple games.
1: Also just to refresh my memory. Um, a 10 point win is double digits. I believe we called that last night. Yes, we did.
0: We did. It was close. It was close. Um, but you know, my prediction last night was like, it it would be a rally, right? I mean, you would assume that they would rally and the fans rallied with their headbands. Shout out to the Arizona law school, which handed out 3000 headbands. The Dean of that's less than
1: 24 hour notice. Yeah.
0: Pretty badass. Um, I guess Kurt didn't know it was going to happen until he came out. And so Dale and Terry said that was pretty cool. But a lot of times when stuff like this happens, teams, teams rally. And uh, my dad texted me and he goes, man, this team like really likes each other. And, uh, and you know, it, it may sound silly, but I can name a lot of Arizona teams that did not like each other.
1: Uh, yeah, we can <laughs> on our hands.
0: Um, and so, you know, it is important that these guys like each other. They rallied around the absence of Kurt um, And they, they played pretty good basketball.
1: And I think that is a symptom of Tommy Lloyd's leadership, and I think that chemistry is important, but you can always find a team, you can watch any basketball team, and usually when they win, they have a real genuine friendship and respect for each other that kind of translates off the court too, and that's important. So I think that that's a tip of the hat to Tommy Lloyd and his leadership from the top down, and... You know, we're seeing the results of that whether or however far we get in the NCAA tournament. So, um, what was the difference in this matchup against um, Colorado compared to the last one?
0: I felt like Arizona kept its composure, which isn't easy to do when the other team is making three after three after three after three. Multiple threes. After, after three. And it's not in... At Colorado, it felt like Arizona lost its composure and kind of played into what Colorado wanted to do. Um, In this one, that didn't happen. And the defense in the second half uh, really stepped up in a big way. I mean, Jabari Walker had 19 points. 17 were in the first half. He only took one shot. He took one shot and got three fouls in the second half. Arizona said the best way to defend Jabari Walker is to go right at him and take away the three-ball from them, and they, they got a, a little more sticky in their coverages and things like that. But I think overall, when you compare that game, is that felt, besides like the beginning of the Tennessee game, uh, UCLA game was just a shit show. I almost don't count that. But the beginning of the Tennessee game and the game at Colorado, I thought were the only really two times that Arizona lost its composure and let the environment and the situation get to them. And I thought that tonight, clearly, that wasn't the case. Uh, they spread the love. Five guys in double figures, rebounded the basketball much better. Dominated the glass. Um, only let up three second chance points to Colorado. Um, you know, in in thirty six to twenty seven on the boards uh, and overall, you know, just better basketball. I mean, they shot fifty two percent. The ball moved. They dominated thirty points in the paint. Um, they had fourteen assists on twenty six buckets. And then, of course, you got to give them credit twenty four of twenty five from the free throw line. Everyone's saying Arizona can't shoot free throws, and that's going to be the death of them. And they go 24 of 25 from the line. Um, they should make Pella Larson run suicides right now. from Pella. his own. One yeah, free throw. One. How dare you, Pella. Unacceptable.
1: <laughs> Tommy Lloyd used a unique defensive strategy tonight. Can you talk about that a bit?
0: Yeah. Uh, it is a horrible strategy for fans, but it is a strategy that worked well uh, for them. So basically what they said is, Colorado kicked the crap out of us in the paint last game. Got in the lane, etc. cetera. We are going to pack the paint, take away offensive rebounds. Colorado had eight of them, but only three second-chance points. Win the glass, win the paint. And if Colorado's going to shoot threes, you know that's what? how you're going to beat us. And Colorado shot 32 threes and made 16 of them and only scored 72 points and shot 39% from the field because they couldn't make a two. Uh, They went eight for 30 from two. Arizona shot 15 threes uh, and made six of them, but that was the strategy. It's basically like, look, you're going to make threes. That sounds cool, and you're not going to hit 30 of them. You're going to hit 16 of them, and you're still not going to beat us because we're going to score on you. You're not going to win in the glass. You're 14 points in the paint total. Um, you know, Jabari Walker, as good as he is, he's a really good rebounder. He only had five rebounds because he was a three-point shooter tonight. Um, they they hounded K.J. Simpson. He had five turnovers. The guards uh, didn't play all that great. Um, and they they just, you know, the, the, the strategy was really unique in the sense that I don't think a lot of teams could do it. I think you have, a, have to have a big team. And I still don't think a lot of the closeouts were all that great on the three-point shooters. But it works because you're making it difficult when you have Coloco in the game and Balo and Tubelas by the rim. You're making it really difficult for those guys to score. Um, And I assume the strategy would be different against UCLA, but it worked against Colorado. They hit their threes, but they didn't hit anything else. And Arizona won.
1: I'm just really impressed by the chess game of that. And really knowing your opponent, that's a lot of time that they put into watching the game that they lost to Colorado. A lot of time probably watching tape of Colorado in general. So again, like Tommy Lloyd, he he has great coaches around him, and he even got a little emotional after the game talking about his assistant coaches tonight. That is just nasty, and I love how mentally acute that is, and just being so smart, like really high level.
0: Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You're ready, Bob.
1: Well, all right.
0: Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig you Bob Marley, one love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Really
1: just next-level smart.
0: And Tommy Lloyd kind of insinuated after the game, he didn't really want to do it. <laughs> His assistants kind of talked him into it because he's like, look, if it's up to me, I don't want to give up threes or twos. And they kind of said, look, you know, we're, we we got to give some threes in this game, but it's we're going to win. And, it's a long strategy. I think, I think that's why Lloyd got a little emotional because he trusts his assistants, he loves his assistants, and, and they were right, they and did. not a lot of coaches will do that. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving nonstop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Um, You know, and it's not a bad thing or a good thing. Some coaches are stubborn. Some coaches aren't. Um, But Tommy Lloyd listened to his assistants and it could have backfired horribly and it did not It worked and it's a unique strategy. It's not something you're going to see. Many, if any, teams do at the college level. Do you
1: know who would not do that strategy? Go ahead, show. Coach K. Yeah. Would not, and you know what? Did anybody listen? I thought
0: you were going to say Sean. <laughs>
1: no. Well, yeah, I don't know if Sean Miller would have done uh, it. No. But right. Coach K. And, you know, if you go back and listen to the interview that Coach K did the day after Duke lost, he did that interview with Tommy Lloyd. Um, I Coach K was in awe of Tommy Lloyd. He was couple-
0: extreme. I'm not a Coach K guy who is in this town. But he was extremely complimentary. And... I, I had another assistant, I told you I'm not going to name them because I can't, call me and say, look, everyone talks about Arizona's offense. Their connectivity on defense the is defense actually – And that's what, that's what Coach K said too is, like, your offense is great, but your connectivity and what you're able to do defensively, like, Arizona's running NBA stuff on defense. I don't think people know this. This isn't just straight man-to-man. There's different coverages that they're showing. And here's the thing, and we'll get into this in the future podcast – if you're watching Arizona, or I'm sorry, you're playing Arizona for the first time.
1: Oh, you're screwed. You got a
0: hell of a time planning. And that's what people don't realize. Yeah. This is Colorado's, you know.
1: Third time. Third,
0: whatever. Like, this, yeah. yeah, this is Teeps. Like, you're playing Teeps for the third time at this point. If you're playing Arizona and you watch that film, all of a sudden you're like, they're playing 15 different defenses. Like, what, like and so you're preparing for a lot, and you're preparing for a lot. On like a one day You know plan Like you don't have time At that point So I think people Are kind of overlooking that But we'll get into that I got a request today To do our Tournament podcast That's kind gonna... of We might live podcast
1: Oh my gosh It's going to be hilarious The
0: selection show And then just put it up When we're done
1: I don't but we can't use Cuss words or any Like craziness Well Shenanigans Beep out the whole thing You should have heard Jason tonight I was very calm. Jason tonight. was Out of his mind tonight That's <laughs>
0: not I was pretty I, it was pretty I mean confused. I
1: have my moments You we're talking to Evan Batty like you were there. It was amazing.
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Okay. Anyway, we know who Arizona is facing. me
0: under the bus. In
1: the Pac-12 championship game, Arizona faces UCLA. What type of game do you expect?
0: It's going to be a battle. Um, you know, both. The, here, here's the thing. Forget the result tomorrow. This is the way that conference tournament should be. And I hate, I'm not a,
1: a... battle royale. No,
0: but I, you know I'm not a fan of conference tournaments. I know. I just generally, I think, especially at the lower level, it defeats the purpose of the entire season.
1: You are a loot... But I love them. Loot, oh some prescriber.
0: But I love watching them. Don't get me wrong. The idea bothers me, but I love the fact that I'm watching San Diego State, Colorado State at 1210 in the morning, right? So, when you look at the conference tournaments, a lot of them aren't chalk. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that there's gonna be an upset bubble, you know, bid, whatever. It just means that maybe you get, you know, the fourth seed versus the three seed. What we're seeing today with UCLA and Arizona is the way that conference tournament should be. Arizona was the best team in the conference this year. Some UCLA fan just tweet at me some dumb shit, like, no, they split. And then I said, he got real quiet when I said, so you think Oregon's better than UCLA and ASU's equal to UCLA? Got real quiet. Head to head doesn't always necessarily mean one team is better than the other. That's not how things work in sports. Arizona was clearly the best team in the conference this year. And to me, UCLA was clearly the second best by a wide margin when they were healthy and all that. This is the way that conference tournaments should be. These teams are pretty equal. Um, there's mismatches on both sides, and I expect a really close battle, and I expect a major, like you said it before, a major chess match. I'm really, really curious, because there were some major changes in the second meeting after the first meeting between these two teams. I'm really curious to see what Tommy Lloyd does now in the third meeting uh, between UCLA and Arizona. But uh, it's, it's you know, look, Ken Palm has it as a one-point game, 55-55. Fifty or right, that's bad math, fifty-five to forty-five, which is like as close as it gets. Sliver. So I mean, I, which means the spread is probably going to be a pick-em or Arizona by like one. Um, yeah, it's going to be. A, it's
1: going to be one of those classic Arizona versus UCLA. It's a tournament, game. It's it's a tournament game.
0: That's what it is.
1: Um, I'm anticipating some very rowdy Arizona fans.
0: Which also, um, I'm just going to say it. It means a lot more for UCLA because. Uh, if you look at a map, you'll find out that Lubbock and San Diego are actually closer than other locations because of Fort Worth and all that. So, it's on Selection Sunday. It's going to come down to if the committee thinks that Texas Tech is better and seated higher than UCLA overall. UCLA is actually going to play in Portland, not San Diego.
1: And that if Texas is Tech. Not great.
0: If UCLA is higher than Texas Tech, it'll be in San Diego. Obviously, the Bruins want to be in San Diego, so they have a lot more to play for because Arizona's going to see San Diego, and it's a one-seed, uh, done deal type of stuff. So um, I'm sure that's something that's in the back of UCLA's mind. I don't think Arizona will even mention that, but um, that's where we are.
1: We're watching the San Diego State-Colorado State game, and – Colorado, Colorado State's fans are nuts. I have to say, like, Arizona fans are the best.
0: You mean San Diego State?
1: Well, San Diego State, we've been there, and they're mean. But the Colorado State people that are at this game look, like, fun. Like, fun crazy.
0: I think there's a real possibility that Arizona has Colorado State in that 8-9 game.
1: Yeah. That's... I think
0: Colorado State's a 7 myself, but.
1: They should listen to you. Selection committee, call Jason Shearer right now.
0: Yeah. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Um, back to what we're supposed to talk about. How can Arizona beat UCLA, and what does UCLA, UCLA need to do to beat Arizona?
0: Uh, the biggest thing to me in this matchup is the exploitation of mismatches. So Hawkeyes versus Tubelos is a mismatch for both guys. Hawkeyes can't guard Tubelos and Tubelos can't guard him. So if Arizona is going to beat UCLA, it needs to force UCLA to play at its pace. Uh, UCLA has been better as of late because Mick Cronin had an epiphany, which was that his team is better when they're playing slower. And so they've slowed the game down. They've made it a half-court game. They're okay scoring 65 points and winning games. Arizona, I guess, is okay doing that, but it it obviously wants to get on a run. Um, In the second meeting, for the most part, it was able to get out and force the tempo. In the first meeting, it it just kind of all went to heck. Um, UCLA wants to slow the game down, take advantage of mismatches, but... This is a, a pretty even matchup. I mean, Tiger Campbell and Justin Kyer. Campbell's the better point guard, but it's not like Kyre you know, is, is bad. Uh, ben has to play better than he did. He's got to show up. He did not play well against Colorado, finished 3 of 11. Um, well, to
1: be fair, they spelled his name wrong at the yeah. beginning of the broadcast. Bernard,
0: <coughs> Bernard. Benedict. Yeah, so he's got to play better. Um, Dale and Terry on Juzang. Uh, do they put Dalen on, you know, does they, does Arizona go smaller? Where they put Dalen on Hawkeyes and they put Pella on Juzin. That's what I would do. Do they switch it around? Do they go big and say, look, who's if we put Umar and Coloco in at the same time, one of you dudes has to guard Umar. So then is UCLA going to go big? Because Hawkeyes can't guard Umar. And they could put if they want to go with a Miles Johnson-Cody Rye lineup, that's just stupid. So it's going to be a major major chess match um i have a feeling that ucla is going to try to force arizona into shooting threes and be like you know what sag off a little bit and shoot threes so to me if arizona is going to win that game it needs to shoot a decent percentage from three and uh and not turn the ball over and if ucla is going to win the game it needs to force arizona to play uh at its pace and take advantage of its individual matches because like i said like arizona is unique on defense UCLA is actually really unique on offense because they run more iso stuff than any team in the country, I'm pretty sure.
1: All right. Um well, now we get to the final question. Get to the big one. I know you're thinking about it. What is your prediction, Jason Shear?
0: Um yeah, this is tough, but I don't know. <laughs> like this I think I'm going to pick UCLA by 2. Um or Arizona by 2. Thank you. No, I, I just think that, again, I think Arizona and UCLA are relatively equal when both teams are healthy and all that. I worry about foul trouble with Kyer, and then who, you know, Arizona turned the ball over 18 times. And I think that maybe takes more than a game to kind of work through. I don't think it's a long-term issue, but I think that Mick going to see that the team, you know, doesn't have depth at point guard. Like Dalen handled the point a little bit, but it wasn't necessarily great all the time. Um, I just think that Arizona probably turns the ball over against a team that doesn't turn the ball over because they don't run an offense that has a lot of turnovers because it's it's ISO. So I'm picking UCLA by two, uh, with the caveat that there's not one part of me that feels good about the prediction. And it's another one of these games where really the only thing that would surprise me is if one team ran away with it. Like I just think it's going to be close the whole entire time, and your look on your face is one of disgust and
1: boo. And you know that I will never pick UCLA, ever. I don't care if they have the best players in America. Let me
0: guess, you're picking Arizona to score 90.
1: No, they will not score 90. Not against UCLA. But Arizona will win. I think it'll be under five. I think, you know, I don't know if it's going to be two. It's not going to come down to the wire necessarily, but um, Arizona will win. I think the X factor here is the fans. The fans are also going to help with that. It is not a neutral court up there at all. And I don't know how well UCLA fans travel, but I don't think that they're going to outmatch our fans at all um, who travel well and are probably one of the best, if not the best, fan base in the country. So Arizona will win the Pac-12 championship game. No, will... I feel bad. Yeah, you should feel bad, Jason should I Arizona?
0: No, I'm going to jinx it. Arizona has no chance to win tomorrow.
1: (laughs) No chance. Zero chance.
0: Where's Cody when you (laughs) need him? I would be surprised if Arizona even scored 35 points. You know what
1: the other X factor is? Arizona has Tommy Lloyd and he has BDE.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. Boom. I said it. Uh,
1: Actually, someone told me to make sure I said it, so I did. (laughs) (laughs) That's for you, Blake.
0: Wow. This took a dark turn.
1: It's not a dark turn. It's a true turn.
0: So, We're we'll, have pod- <laughs> we'll have a We'll have podcast after the game. Um, we'll have a podcast after Selection Sunday. Oh man, it's gonna be great.
1: I might, I might record Jason secretly and put clips on Twitter for everyone, just so you can see.
0: We, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I don't yell. I'm just really into it. Um, it's depends. gonna be unbearable. Plus, honestly, it depends what the eight nine game is. I might yell when it's uh when it, it's gonna be like Arizona versus. Do because it ain't. <laughs>
1: yeah. Coach K asked specifically yeah. to play Tommy Lloyd. They're going to
0: change the rules. It's going to be Arizona versus San Diego State in San Diego. It's going to be great.
1: Yeah, this Colorado State.
0: I need a coach baguette pillow, insane. by the way. I need to...
1: Yeah, somebody bring that back around. I really like that baguette pillow. It is so cool.
0: I'm going to tweet. If anyone wants to send me a baguette pillow, let me know.
1: Like when you're getting ready to go to a basketball game you're yeah. like, Jacket, check, wallet, check, baguette pillow. Like, that's such a baller move. I
0: don't even think you could bring that into McHale.
1: I don't think you can, but it would be cool if you could.
0: Well, you guys are welcome to come over to my house tomorrow. We're or uh, er, 6 out. Not 6 hours. It's at 6. I thought it was 12 in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, we don't even know what time it is. Is the sun <laughs> out? Is it, like, not out? Jason's just been watching basketball all day mm. long.
0: Yeah, and there's more basketball. Uh, I believe the swack final. The swack.
1: we're gonna watch the swack final.
0: Yeah, big swack. We
1: gotta do. We gotta complete our trilogy of talking about the swack to everybody because I know you're super interested in it now. I'm
0: looking up right now. What time? Joe Lunardi, you goofball! What
1: did, <laughs> what did he do? I don't
0: know. I just thought. Joe an Lunardi, you son of a gun! Huh?
1: The women's... Um... Texas
0: Southern versus Alcorn State. I interrupted you because the swack is more important. Ladies and gentlemen, Saturday, 4 p.m. That's perfect. The SWAC game leads right into the Arizona game. Oh, wow. Texas Southern, Alcorn State. I'm calling it now. There's a 33.3% chance Arizona faces the winner of that game.
1: Great. <laughs> I know everyone is just waiting. SWAC. SWAC.
0: Alcorn State.
1: Alcorn State is, is kind of like our, do our team you, we've adopted. Do you realize
0: that the first game is in nine hours? <laughs> UMBC versus Vermont is at 9 a.m., Shelby.
1: I mean, yeah. I'm going to have coffee and watch that game while I work on other things.
0: There's a lot of good games on. Michigan State, Purdue, Kentucky, Tennessee, Texas Tech, Kansas. Uh, Virginia Tech, Duke could be good. There's a lot of finals tomorrow. In the finals. A lot of finals. Buzzer
1: beaters. You know, buzzer beater alerts. Those are the best. I like to watch those.
0: What's my favorite is the MAC final. MEAC. Meow. What? M-E-A-C. I'm you so tired. 23-6 and Norfolk State. The number one seed is in the final against 9-22 and Coppin State. That's the equivalent of Arizona versus Oregon State in the Pac-12 championship. Nice. Well,
1: everyone's very... For that, I'm sure.
0: You want my real game of the day? I do. St. Peter's versus myth
1: I do. I like St. If that Peter's game section.
0: is on. I don't know. I'm Jewish. I don't. What? <laughs> you should see the look that Shelby just gave me when I said that. <laughs> Kent State Akron will also be very good. uh Louisiana Tech plays tomorrow, and everyone's going to ask me when it's on TV. They're going to be like, hey, shoot, there's that big guy on Louisiana Tech, Lofton. Is that Kenny Lofton's son? No. He is really good. He's like 6'9", 400 pounds, but he's awesome.
1: Didn't Kenny Lofton oh god, here we go. play at Arizona?
0: His name is Kenny Lofton Jr. Well, yeah. and he No, he's not related to the.
1: But Kenny Lofton
0: is his father, but not Arizona's Kenny Lofton. Right, different. And he's 6'7", 275 pounds, and he is awesome. Nice. By the way, my mom just texted me, and this is how we're going to end this podcast because it's the only way. No,
1: you interrupted me. You hold that thought. It's The fair. Arizona women... Also, because it's Selection Sunday, the Women's Selection Sunday is happening the same day. Yeah, Kate Reese is back. So Kate Reese is back. We have to support Arizona women. Bear down.
0: Tina Shear, ladies and gentlemen, my mother. Quote, this is at 12.18 in the morning. Uh Is the UCLA dumbass who spit allowed to play in this game? (laughs) Thank you, Mom. And with that being said, everyone, bear down. Bear down. You know, this really got me thinking. And I want to get real, real serious. What other food should be a pillow?
1: Ooh, besides a baguette, uh, a tomato.
0: Sushi would be kind of cute.
1: Sushi pillow would be cute. Um, maybe broccoli.
0: I think so. Yeah.